0: Wednesday Comics, giving a little hit of myself there. Welcome to Wednesday Comics, to my right, AP18 himself, Alex, how you doing?
1: Hello, everybody, I'm good.
0: To my left, up himself, Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast, my name is Marvin. We are here, as always, every single week, I don't know why I got to introduce myself. I mean, this might be your first one, that's probably why. Uh, we are here to tell you the comics coming out for this week. That is 915-916, 915 9:15 for DC, if anybody doesn't know. Uh, releases comics on Tuesday now because obviously DC uh, has to do things differently. Uh, and then we will be talking to them actually this week. Uh, normally we would talk about comics that came out the week prior and our thoughts on them, but uh, this week we actually will be talking about uh, our book club book uh, a little early, only because our originally scheduled uh, date for talking about this book was going to be over the newly announced, or newly announced uh, after we came up with the book club date of uh, Supercon Online 2020. And uh, and also this week, it was an opportune time because I think uh, we had one or two books in common between the three of us. And uh, rather than have us all talk about single books on our own, let's talk about one all together. So that's what we're going to be doing later on in the show. But first, let's get to these comics. You know what, actually? I'm going to change this up for the first time in who knows how long. Uh, Ever since, you know, back in the day, Diamond used to have Boom Studios be the first one on this list. And then they switched to Image for some reason. And Boom got way down on the list. It's past Marvel, past DC, even past Dynamite. Uh, I don't know why they decided to put them at the bottom. Uh, But I'm going to change it up because DC decided they aren't going to be on on, uh, Diamond anymore. Uh, and I already have the website in front of me, and we're going to go with DC Comics first here. So Batman number 99, uh, one more issue before the uh, 100. They call that the penultimate before the 100. Uh, this is James Tinney in the Fourth, art by, is it still Jorge Jimenez? Let's see here. Let me pull up the... Yes, uh, it is. Uh, Jorge Jimenez doing the cover and the art. Uh, this is issue number 99, a very nice... Uh, variant cover, uh, Nightwing variant by Jorge Jimenez. Uh, that looks pretty good. Uh, the 99th issue of Batman. Alex, we're in this Joker War. This is Joker War Part 5. Things have changed as Batman realizes he can't fight this war alone. He's going to need help before he faces down the Joker. He must call upon his trusty partner, Dick Grayson. But can Dick reclaim his lost memories in time to join the battle? What do we think here, Alex?
1: You know 98 was so so strong even almost uh gave me some tears running down my face that I am super pumped for this next issue to see if we can keep that steam a rolling um whether or not I think Dick will get his mind back who knows I'm like who
2: the fuck who the fuck is Dick Grayson I only know Rick Grayson <laughs> I can't
1: I can't rest my heart on Dick Grayson coming back who knows Batman may just throw him in to distract everybody else so Bruce can go beat the shit out of who he needs to. Uh, but so far, the second arc of Batman has been a game changer. Uh, I mostly say that because I did not like the first arc. It's been so strong that I am I am so excited to see what this has in store and what follows uh, the Joker War later down the line. Uh,
0: speaking of Batman, and speaking of penultimate issues, uh, and um, what would you call it? celebration issues, you know, this milestones. Is, yeah. Bat, uh, Detective Comics 1027 is here, special Detective Comics edition, 144 pages. That's 144. Uh 9.99 uh cover price. In honor of Batman's first appearance in Detective Comics 27. You know why Alex is a celebration cuz 1000 issues later. Huh? Not 1000. This is not issue you, 1000. You're, 1, right. you're right. Right, even though they did celebrate that. This is 1027. Um so what's going to be Half of that, then. Ah, never mind. Uh, the special book size celebration brings you the biggest name in comics as they chronicle the most epic Batman adventures, Gotham City, and the DC universe I've ever seen. The world's greatest detective has a mountain of cases to crack. I almost thought that said a mountain of uh, Mountain Dew. I don't know why I saw cases and I thought Mountain Dew. Uh, who murdered Goth- Gotham's more, most corrupt police officer? What does the Joker's annual visit mean for Bruce Wayne? And most importantly, what Wayne Tech mystery will sow the siege for the ne- next epic Batman event? All this and more waiting you in the pages of the biggest Batman issue of them all. Well, they should have said Detective Comics issue. Yeah. Um, so let's see who do we got on this book here a uh, lot of covers so I gotta go down uh, Matt Fraction, Brian Michael Bendis, Peter J. Tomasi, Grant Morrison Dan Jurgens, uh, Makira Tamiki, Greg Rucka, Scott Snyder Marv Wolfman, Kelly Sudaconic and Tom King, uh, Art By Jim Chung, Jose uh, Garcia Lopez, Lee Bogermo, Dan Jurgens, Jamal Campbell, Dan Mora, Ivan Rice, Emmanuel Lopeciano, uh Riley Rosmo Edward Rosmo, Chee- Saroski and David Marquez and Chris Burnham. Uh that if that you know what at the beginning when they said the best people in comics today, uh I was gonna be like, yeah, hey, it's probably the best DC people they have, but Matt Fraction uh coming off of his Jimmy Olsen run, which was like one of his first things that he wrote for DC, at least uh in today's age. Grant Morrison coming back. Bennis's what second take on Batman? Because he did the Walmart thing. And now he's the first in continuity thing. Uh you have Greg rucka coming back, which he's been MIA from actually no, he just did the lowest lane thing. Scott, who obviously did an epic run on Batman along with Tom King. And so they're coming back to do something here. And then you have, you know, Marv Wolfman and Dan Jurgens, people who have done it in the past coming back. And Kelly, she's a Conic. I don't has Kelly done oh she did Aquaman, right? So but she hasn't mm-hmm. really done Batman yep. before. So this might be her first dip into Batman. And then you got Chip. You got David Marquez. Uh, two people who I don't believe have any kind of Batman work before, and then you have some, you know, staples, Chris Burnham, right?
2: Well, David Marquez has done art on Batman and Superman, but I, I might be mistaken, but I feel like this is the first time, at least in a long time, that Chip Zarsky has done a DC comic.
0: And the first time in a while that he's just done art, because he has been doing yeah. a lot of writing uh, so he's you know flex that art muscle again, and then you have you know Dan Jurgens who obviously he's been around and forever for DC stuff, and you have uh, Ivan Rice, uh, Emmanuel Lappuccino's done a lot of Batman things, uh, even Jim Chung, but Riley Roscoe I feel like did that one arc about the monsters, uh, mm-hmm. but after that he hasn't really done anything. So you know what? For me, it's ten bucks, but it's one hundred four hundred four four pages. That's the thing I like about DC. And I'll say that because in the last couple of weeks, I think we've said uh, some bad things about DC, but some good things about DC is that they always make it worth the money. I feel like, like nine ninety nine. I think we actually just had a Marvel one that was like forty pages. I think sixty pages. So this is one hundred forty four pages for one for nine ninety nine. So uh, what is that, Alex? Do the math. How many per page? What does it cost? Why you think of that? Fourteen let me, cents. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you did it that fast. Is that correct?
1: That is, well, what? 144 pages divided by 10? 14?
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I'll no. believe you.
1: Nope, I'm, rocking I'm magic wrong. Magic
2: Man. Wait, $14.40. $1.40, Dollar Dollar 40, yeah.
1: And move the decimal no, point over no. one.
2: A forty for a hundred. There's no way, thing? bro. I think you're right. You're like, right.
0: Fourteen. 14 it's it's right. fourteen cents.
1: I was right the first time. Yeah. Good. Yeah.
2: You just got overconfident.
1: Man.
0: Don't just, doubt yourself. you so guys right. are making just me. You guys
1: best. are making me. You guys are making me feel good, and I was like, "Well, I'm wrong."
2: You can't let Calendar Man put <laughs> you down about your math.
0: I think I can't that there's actually Algebra <laughs> Man. He's the cousin. Uh, you know, we normally don't speak about collected editions coming out the week up, but there are two on here that I thought I would point out just because they're so great. Uh, Batman Curse of the White Knight coming out on hardcover and Joker Killer Smile. Uh, those two are definitely two I would pick up uh, this week. Uh, Dark Knight Returns the Golden Child. You guys ever read that? Nope. No. Oh, okay. Uh,
2: Dark Knight 3 was so bad. Like the first couple issues were good. But otherwise, cockapoo poo.
0: Um, back to Image Comics. <laughs> Getting back to normal. Jason Howard, Jason Howard on Big Girls number two. With the preserve threatened by monsters, can even the great apex make a difference? As Amber faces her worst fear, Gulliver shares a secret, and Martin makes a decision. Uh, Alex, Big Girls Number Two. Uh, we, me, and you read number one. We talked about it on the show. and We both uh, enjoyed it uh, for what it was. I I can't remember uh, how it ended really, but I do remember a lot of scenes from the book. What are you th- expecting for Big Girls Two? It says Big Girls Two, not Number Two.
1: So the uh, the first issue they talk about Apex, which is another big big girl in quotations. Uh, last I knew, she had like a group of five kaiju like monster men. I don't remember what they call jacks. That's right. Uh, big group of jacks are coming over to fight her. So I don't know if Apex is going to show up and show her how it's done. Uh, last issue we saw Ember kind of struggling with uh, when's the right time to put down a jack. Whether it's when they're little, and by little I mean huge babies or not so i it you know what honestly i loved issue one so much for what it was uh cannot wait for this issue two hoping that we keep that fire going uh we'll just drop my phone sorry and i just i love that first issue that i, I have to at least give it the first arc to see how we uh how we hold on whether or not i'm going to continue to get it or not is uh moot point right now issue two is all i need to look forward to take it issue by issue
0: well right. amber on the cover there has a uh a long sword and a short sword, like a dagger and a katana. Not really a katana. What do you call that? A broad I think sword? that's Apex. Apex? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, uh, so, like, what kind of sword is that, Alex? What are we talking about
1: here? Looks like, I don't know, it could be a broadsword. could be a ninjakin. That's what Leonardo uses, All right. but it doesn't have the hand protector on it.
0: What's the difference between a ninjakin and a katana?
1: Ninjakin's shorter, and katanas have more of a, not like a skimtar curved but they're a little more curved
0: Stillwater by uh, Chip Zdarsky and Mike Spicer <laughs> uh, art also by Ramon Perez it says cover and art so there might be some sort of like dual artist in there series premiere nobody dies uh, in the town of Stillwater that's not just a promise it's a threat joined superstar writer Chip Starusky, Uh an Eisner award winning uh, Ram Ram Ramon, I think they missed the note here. They did. Ramon Perez, as they dive into a world of horror and intrigue in this new ongoing skybound series. Uh Mike Spicer must not be the actual artist. I don't know. This maybe he was originally in Ramon maybe he's the cover artist. Who knows? They have the the cred the uh credentials. What's on Ramon credits? Uh messed up in the cover, and that's definitely Ramon Perez art. Uh and so you know what the chip has been on a fucking roll. You get chip, you get horror. And you get Image Comics. I think that's something I check out. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm
2: definitely checking it out. I think. Uh, great cover. Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, and Gideon Falls is ending, so our horror fix is going to go down, so we need something to fill the void. And
0: just that title, Stillwater. Like, you want to be reading Stillwater? I'm there, baby. You don't chip everything for Chip, I'm there. Uh, Dark Horse Comics, uh, you look like death. Tales from Umbrella Academy, number one of six. So it looks like they're putting out new Umbrella Academy material, but uh, I'm guessing that they don't have, uh, they're not starting a new series yet. So here's some tales from it. The first Umbrella Academy spinoff series, Gerald Way, still on this, not that original artist, Gabriel Bob, who we have INJ Colbard. Gabriel's doing the cover. Uh, when 18 year old uh, Seance gets kicked out of the Umbrella Academy and his allowance discontinued by Hargreaves. He takes to a place where his ghoulish talents will be appreciated after a magic high on the vampire drug lord stash. Claus needs help and doesn't have his siblings there to save him. Seance gets his own miniseries uh, from Gerard Way and Sean Simon of The True Lies of the Fabulous Killjoys. Hey, I used to read that book. So uh, there you go. If you've if you, uh, been watching the Umbrella Academy, you've been looking how to get into it, I'm guessing that's what this is for. This is for you to jump in, get familiar with, the comic version of this world, and then you can go back and get into the actual trade, so. uh This one I wasn't sure to put on the list, but I'm assuming you guys get this. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man Sins of Norman Osborn by Nick Spencer and Frico uh, uh, Ven- uh I think
2: I'm going to pass on it. Uh, the last tie-in for an event for Spider-Man that I read, that was like a one-off. Like, I got it, and basically when I got through with it, it could be summarized into like one of those little like yellow editor's note like boxes, and I was like, "Nah, I got duped. I got five dollars for something that like I definitely didn't read like fifty or not fifty. Let's be honest, it was like thirty pages for five bucks. So, yeah, I'm gonna pass."
0: <laughs> Alex,
2: I
1: don't even know if I'm. I don't know. No, if I got it, great. If not, I don't think it's gonna. What hurt kind of bugs are these? Looks like centipedes. Really?
2: Yeah, and like, and like Norman Osborne. I'm like, haven't we tapped that vein just a little hard? Like, but have you tapped maybe? it with
0: centipedes? Do You see the centipedes?
2: I do,
1: but God, I just yeah. But, but yeah. But Kindred's had centipedes every time we see them so it's not like it's a big surprise that there's a hundred feet on these bugs. I mean, these are giant centipedes. Uh, all these humans should be so scared out of their minds.
0: Giant centipedes, centipedes are super centipedes. aggressive. Why, why why wouldn't we call them uh, Gina-petes then? That doesn't sound correct.
1: Because it almost sounds like Gina's penis, <laughs> giant penises, so we don't want to do that.
0: Captain America, number 23, Tennessee Coates, Bob Quinn, Alex Ross, all die young, continues a restoration, a resurrection, a bit of redemption, and the return of Cap's number one foe. So on the cover, we obviously have uh, what was the ending of the last issue. Uh, spoilers. I mean, you're, you're looking at the cover. Uh, we have uh, Sharon, No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Sharon.
2: Old uh, old lady Sharon.
0: Old lady Sharon suited up in uh in iron the Iron Patriot suit, holding Cap's shield by the way. So I'm not sure how she stole that uh, because Cap is still alive and he was using it at the end of last issue. So I'm assuming she's like, "Hey, I take a photo real quick," and she uh, uh, took it. Um, (laughs) We have been seeing also in the Beast story (laughs) that uh, um, uh. Red Skull. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with me tonight? I almost said Red Robin like five times. Dude, Uh,
2: with you describing (laughs) that book right now, that's how much I enjoy this book right now. So it it matches.
0: Well, I mean, he's coming back, obviously. They don't name it here. I don't know why. It's not like it's a surprise. He's been in every issue prior to this in this arc. So uh, you know what? I'm optimistic that I'll enjoy it um, because I have changed my mindset in this book. But it also comes out in a week... In which there's not a lot, a lot of hard, Jesus, not a lot hard competition, and so I think it might, you know, pull out one of those sneaks where I'm like, you know what, I enjoy that. Um, not hard competition. You got oh, Batman yeah, 99
1: and Detective 1027. Hey, you just, got Stillwater. You got other things that I, are. I don't think you dude, know how, more except for how, how the much books I love Captain America.
0: So, uh, I I always root for my boy, and I'm hoping that he yeah. pulls out a win. And I Listen can't here, guest host chime. one.
2: Like, he's going to be in three of the 22 pages, so it'll be great when he's in there. But otherwise, he's gone. Yeah, but,
1: you know, to be fair, Marvin, the picture you sent me earlier of Captain America, uh, <laughs> if that's the one we're getting, if that's who we're getting in this book, I don't need it.
0: Remind me of that when we review this New Avengers, <clears throat> because the context leading up to that smile is even more hilarious to me. <laughs> uh, X-Caliber number 12, Teeny Howard and Marcus Toe. Are you still getting this, Alex?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not caught up on it, but I'm getting
0: it. It it looks like we're getting into the prelude for the acts of storms. Um, let me ask you guys a question since, yeah, no swords. You said storms. You know what? We all can be on. (laughs)
2: Dude, get your eyes. Do you need some water, Marvin? Last time we talked like this, we need some water. Hey, look,
0: we had to postpone this show one night because last night I had to stay up until midnight and then wake uh, my son up at 4 a.m. For this that's uh, true. And uh, uh, and then I slept. I took half a day off of work to sleep in and then I woke my whole day's fucked up. You understand?
2: <laughs> We're caught up with you now. <laughs> um, <laughs> at this point, you should maybe just drink coffee.
0: And the fan I found I moved closer to the mic. I don't know why. It obviously, was an error and so I can't have it really on during the show. Otherwise, you hear it really loud. So I had to open the windows and if you guys know anything about this show I and mean you guys do if you open the windows for some reason the wind ceased to happen uh and nothing blows through them so i'm also dying in that way so um <laughs> i was just gonna say exos uh swords i almost said storms so you're right is it. uh swords uh this is a prelude issue to that are you guys gonna when it comes to that event i'm assuming i haven't looked at solicit so i'm not sure i'm not sure if you have Garrett, is there gonna be a main exos uh swords book or is it gonna just fly through all these books it's I just know gonna fly come. through all these books. Okay, so it's like a it's like an event that's within the books.
2: Yeah, but I, I think but I think I know there's there's one that's
0: shots. yeah,
2: there's a couple one a couple one shots one-shots? Too.
0: Speaking of which, giant size X Men Storm number one, Jonathan Hickman, Russell Dodderman, not a uh, an amazing pair for this character, I believe. In this, uh, oh excuse me, in giant size X Men, uh, Jean Grey and Emma Frost, Hickman and Dodderman took Jean and Emma into Storm's mind to learn what happened to her. And now, as they take. The X Men resident goddess to the far end of the world to save herself. So there we go. Uh, if you're looking for these one shots, I've enjoyed these one shots. They're nice. Um, once again, though, uh, it seems I don't do, you, do they get together. You think and say, hey, this week, uh, DC, you do a ten buck book. Uh, Marvel, you got some five buck books. Okay, go ahead. And it seems like whenever there's like a ten buck book, there's also like a couple fives on the Marvel side. And so like you either. Got a big one or you gotta shell big money for this week, so we'll see. Um that one might be one where I wait a little bit. Just a week Oof. and a week where I, I think that one
1: would be wait. the hard oh I see. So that would be hard to pass up because that's a good
0: I mean it is, team. but it is it had how consequential is it to my X Men reading? Like can I I don't fort- know how
1: caught up are you because they don't have not even none of the books matter anymore. They're all just different stories. They're yeah, all they borrowing they? the same characters
2: yeah and like i'm honestly thinking about like limiting my x-men stuff because like i'm so far behind i don't know what's going on and like it's not it's like stopped being somewhat enjoyable because i'm reading so many x-men books but they don't connect to one another maybe this event will change that so i'll give it at least through the event but after that if if there's not like one cohesive story going on like i'm gonna go down to just like x-men and x-force or something or yeah, because New New Mutants is getting a new writer already here in in December, um, so I'm like, what's going on with this?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I might be in the same boat because I'm I'm doing only New Mutants, uh, X Men, and then I Marauders is still like out there for me. I still have to catch up on that one, but I might just go X Men. I think at least for right now, like you said, like go through the event. If I find there's something like, oh no, I want to see where that goes after this event because it leaves a good thread that I want to pull at, then maybe I'll go and get that book. But I think the Hickman book is what I'm most interested in personally. And so yeah. I might just stay on
2: that one. But we'll see. And to cut out three X-Men books a week might be kind of nice.
0: <laughs> Speaking of which, Hellions number four, uh, Zeb Wells, Steven Segovia. Are you still getting this? I am. Uh, Havoc Stands Alone. Uh, how's this book so far?
1: I I actually really enjoy it. Like this is, I don't know, the bad guy, not bad guys even, just a different, like, odd group put together. It's X-Force, but with a different crew that no one knows most of these characters unless you're an X-Men fan. And even I like the X-Men, I don't know who most of them are. Um, but they almost have less rules. I mean, they're going to fight each other half the time because they're not a team that fits well together. But when they get into a fight, they're going to just kill everybody. So, <laughs> it's good. Um, but I agree that it, it's so saturated with X-Men books now or mutants in general that after we get through the event of storm, storms or swords or whatever it's going to be, I may have to cut at least three books just to be like, yeah, okay. Justify why, having so many at least. Question,
0: why is Havoc just eat a Snickers or what's going on there?
1: Oh, he did something else. With this. I'm not sure. <laughs> I hopefully that's blood.
0: Right, they, I don't know. It's, it's something. Um, Immortal Hulk number zero. Bill Matlow, Peter David, Al Ewing, Mike Mangola, Ab- Adam Kubert, and Mateo Delewis Lewis on the art. The real story of Brian Banner with a new tale by Al Ewing. Al Ewing and Joe Bennett's Immortal Hulk series has illuminated the Hulk's history like none before it. This special issue reprints Incredible Hulk 312 and Incredible Hulk Minus one, two of the pivotal stories that inspire the moral take on Brian Banner, Bruce's father, and the terrifying uh, conduit to the one below all. Plus, a brand new story reveals yet more secrets behind this mastermind of cruelty, a can't miss issue for any Immortal Hulk fanatic. Uh, I didn't realize two of the stories were reprints. I thought it was going to be three of them that were brand new. So, is this something, Garrett, you pick up, or is this one you kind of slide?
2: For the zero? Yeah. Um,. I don't know. Something about it like makes me want to get it. Um, I mean, the reprint part of it. I mean, it might be kind of fun. Um, but man, like, I'm more interested in issue 37, which is obviously the next bit in this. Um, like, how much is this really going to lead into uh, the story that's being told in Immortal Hulk? You yeah. know, currently. So, by the way, I don't know. Has I'm Hulk gonna mow it
0: over. Always had no neck. Or is that just this drawing?
2: Uh that's definitely this drawing, but it looks like he's kinda of looking down
0: from yeah, the ceiling. Well, I mean. This guy's I next don't him. Know. Oh, that's a it looks his, like his boobs
2: he... are so
1: big you can't see his <laughs> neck. Well, I just assume he never skipped back today, so his back is just massive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Al Ewing, Joe Bennett, uh Mortal Hulk number thirty seven as Alex I mean Garrett was just talking about, Alex Ross in the cover. When Bruce Banner first came to Shadow Base, he was cut up in the pieces, stored in the jars. That was a good issue. I remember that one. Now Shadow Base is under his control, but Bruce Banner was only the second test subject. Now the first is free. So you're looking forward to this when you said and see where the story actually is going. Joe's back in the book. Yep. No. Oh.
2: Yep. Um, I thought he was getting off the
0: book. He was.
1: He have... was like a couple issues.
0: Oh, yeah, I thought he was kind of bounces
2: to... in and back, but yeah, it was only for a couple issues that he was got. Maybe so. just
0: as a regular artist, he was off, and, then, and now he just does every once in a while. But
2: because I think this is ending, I think issue forty, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. forty or forty five. So I feel like they're bringing him, back, like keeping him on, just to make sure that, like you know, the story runs its course. But see, there's the neck. Yeah, he's got a neck
0: there. Jesus Christ! Let's go back to the other picture real quick. <laughs> Look at this thing. <laughs> No neck there. It's barely a chin. It's, it's, it's melded with his chest. <laughs> All right. My Iron Man number one, uh, Christopher Cantwell and Cafu. Big Iron. Tony Stark is looking to restart his engine. He decides he's going back to basics, always, as they always do. Putting away his high-tech toys. How's that back to basics? Oh, yeah. whole, whole high-profile image so he can get his hands dirty again. Uh, It's time to dig into the guts of real machines and put on some old-fashioned metal and fly. Uh, But can he really lay the stark-sized ego down? Life isn't that simple. Sometimes that old friends and frustrating foes are quick to point out. If you strip down a billionaire to its his bolts, does he run solid or just overheat? Tony's gonna find out once a threat to his entire universe rears its head from the past. As he suits up again, Tony remains sure of one thing: he's still Iron Man, down to his flesh and blood core. <clears throat> Let me say something about this. It's it's two paragraphs on the page, but it's really like three. Uh, that first one's long. Um, what a way to not say anything. <laughs> it literally is like the first paragraph is saying the same thing over and over again can he really get down to basics uh, uh maybe maybe you know can he still run if he's down to basics and then the second part's like <laughs>
2: yeah but he's still
0: iron man oh all right that's all you could have said let's get back to basics iron man is back boom i'm I re- i'll write it for you uh at least there's no bullet points i'll give it that uh <laughs> uh gary you said you're gonna get this right iron man number one
2: yeah yeah i'm gonna check it out and like you kind of convinced me more once you told me before the show that the writer does some writing for uh, television some popular tv shows so uh that definitely gets me interested because like i don't know like dan slott's campiness for iron man i, I wasn't a huge fan of so that's why i kind of left that book and it ended um <clears throat> so have you ever seen halton catch fire for, what I have not seen. Hall so he did like a lot of work really on great things about. Yeah,
0: he did a lot of work on there. It it was an AMC. It was about basically the start of Silicon Valley and computers first coming out, and all the kind of political intrigue and the corporate espionage that was happening during that time. So I do think actually, yeah, like you're stating, I think that is a great pick from that world. The only thing you really have to worry about, and actually, he's written some comics. So maybe this is a, a, a not a, a real concern. And I, you know what? I'm mean, not even gonna say it. I was going to say maybe he doesn't know how to write comics, but he's written comics before. I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think yeah, it adds a good pick. Um, the only thing is, is like, they could have been a better pitch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: I mean, I think they're just like Iron Man. So Iron Man is like their Batman.
0: You're extent. right. Like,
2: yeah. He's going to sell them.
0: Like even problem. that cover it's like, there's nothing on that cover that sells me.
2: Well, I watched that trailer oh. and like, uh, it, basically just shows a couple panels and it's like i'm iron man you know, like it's not like hey, you're seeing anything brand new that's crazy so i feel like the story is going to have to either be good or it's just going to end so or it's going to be dropped so we'll have to see you know him
1: beating somebody in the hallway looked really interesting and then the next part that marvin shows me is him like in space I was already turned. Now I'm turned off him. I was like, "Oh, I might be giving this one a try." I won't. I don't need don't to like see him go to space. Yeah, just, you don't need to go from an uh, apartment building throwing someone around to then flying up into space trying to kill him that way. Come on, you know why? You I, mean I, I do it.
2: like that they're bringing back the '80s Iron Man logo, though. Like I, that's the cool, logo. Yeah, Iron yeah.
0: Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Alex doesn't like him going to space because when it comes down to it, when he's stripped down to his bolts. He runs solid or does he overheat? Alex knows that means get down to basics means the earth. So.
2: He just flew him out to space. He's not <laughs> staying in space.
1: You know what basics is for Iron Man? It's that headbutt. Luckily when he fought all those aliens in space how many years ago he headbutted every one of them and won.
0: Here's the thing about this book, Garrett. I am, like I said, the writer, like you, you mentioned interested because of his prior work. Uh, I do like the uh, the guard looks great um Cafu is always a good artist a little a little too much of uh um yeah shininess um but um the only thing is that once again 4.99 i mean oh
2: come on that's like the marvel standard at this well, i gotta get this
0: book i gotta go get the other book uh the giant size i gotta go get detective that's 20 bucks already
2: hey man I don't know. I don't got a comeback. That's Mar. I thought <laughs> I was gonna say that's Marvel for you, but yeah, DC's doing it too. So,
0: uh, Thor number seven. Donnie Cates. Adam Kruger, uh Olivia Coppell. Something is wrong with Milner. Uh, and this is a port time for all father of Asgard to lose his primary weapon. The Golden City is in chaos after Galactus's ill time visit, and there are new threats on the horizon. Thor needs his hammer now. More than ever, and yet the Uru, Uru, Uru girls have a year with every passing day. What will it take for the God of Thunder to hang on to one of the most powerful weapons in the multiverse? So, uh, Alex, are you reading Thor or just Garrett?
1: Nope, I'm still reading it. Uh, I want to know how misleading this cover is going to be. Are all those people going to be in the book? I'm pulling a Marv or a Garrett right now. Is uh, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Ant-Man? Groot, all going to be in this book? Because if so, what? They better be. <laughs> that's, they better, I, I, they be. better be. Have
0: we ever seen Bad Ray uh, without a song know, on? It's been pretty good. <laughs>
1: it's kind of unsettling.
0: Yeah. I thought maybe you um, would have a more pointier head, but it's pretty round. No ears, nothing.
1: You know what? The book is good, and that's about all I have to say. That is one terrifying
0: horse. But was I reading this book? I got to go back and listen to my own show. Uh, our I show. Think
2: you are. I know, it felt like Issue 6 came out a long time ago, so I'm super pumped for Issue 7. This series has been a lot of fun.
0: Oh yeah, Ant-Man's right here. Is he going to get it? Ant-Man, who's this?
2: Marvel Girl?
1: Uh, Miss Marvel?
0: Captain Marvel. Just dummy. <laughs> no,
1: it's Miss Marvel.
0: <laughs> oh, you're right.
1: No, you're supposed to be right.
0: Nah, who knows? Who's this bike here, then? It's Marvel. <laughs> who's with the black and gold? Storm? I didn't
1: think that was someone. It is. There's a uh, storm. Around. Is it storm?
0: Yeah, but I think it's storm. What's she doing there? Cool. You're right. If she's not, this is a weird assortment of people. Like, why would she love this? I'm not saying she's not worthy, but I mean, if you're going to have, first off, if anybody is out of place here, it's probably Groot, right? Like, what's he, or Ant-Man. Um, Iron Man, that is also kind of weird. Like, it really should be Captain, really? Iron Man? Get back to basics, Iron Man. Um, <laughs> X-Men are all talking about X-Men uh, Jonathan Hickman, Lionel Francis, you The summoning begins to lead into the biggest X-story of the summer So it looks like this mm. is going to be the big one before The uh, X uh, Of swords <laughs> Garrett what do you think?
2: Fuck if I know I'm like I haven't even read issue 9 yet So uh, What I have read has been great Am I, like, three months behind? Yes, because Marvel pumps out so many comics each week that I can never be caught up. So six months from now when I read this issue, I'm sure it's going to be great.
1: For the record, I mean, there's a reason why we're kind of behind. I mean, I've been busy watching The Boys. There's other things going on in my life. I just I I don't got time to read all these books, especially if they're all X-Men. They don't even tie together, so who cares? That's what I'm
2: saying. There might need to be a little X-Men purge coming up here where maybe, like a Marvin just said, just only get X-Men. Like... That's kind of the spearhead of this whole initiative. And I get it. Like, there's lots of stories to be told from this fun idea that Hickman came up with. But man, do I am I like excited for a book that I really have no fucking clue what's going
0: on? You're right. I'm just going to index it for now on. I just made a decision based on Boom. you saying that. <laughs> um, I'm glad
2: I could save you money. I don't know why I can't pull that trigger yet, but I will at some point. Well,
0: I mean, this panel right here convinced <laughs> me where Apocalypse is saying, Do I look like a player of games? And then he's like, Yes, very much so. So I'm like, Yeah. This guy's going to get on Twitch and everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine fucking Apocalypse? You know, just Twitch channel. I mean, this is what he's trying to do. When your character join it? he's trying to get him on, a, uh, you know, like a, as part of a network, Twitch network. And Apocalypse is like, I'm in. But what games does Apocalypse play? Who knows? The man only likes the end of the world kind of stories. And so probably Last of Us, right? He's probably going to play that. Yeah. Um, maybe Breath of the Wild, because it's also like kind of, yeah, but I don't know Apocalypse doesn't really have time for that kind of, you know, time sink. So, um, once in future, this is from Boom Studios. They aforementioned Boom Studios. Once again, like I said, I don't know why they got pushed to the end of this list, but somewhere along the line, somebody from Boom Studios angered Diamond, and they got pushed from the beginning of the list to the end. Once in future, number 11, Kieran Gillen and Dan Mora. Bad news comes in threes, and so do creatures terrori- terrorizing London. And if they're going to save the city, Gran and Duncan will need to revive a concoction. Nope, a connection with an old enemy. After all, you're always better with the <laughs> devil you know, right? Uh, Alex, what do you think? The once and future.
1: I, I've i loved it. I've actually enjoyed, I think, the second arc better just because we've already laid down the groundwork of who everybody is. Uh, and it's branched out from Arthurian stories and those characters to other fairy-ish, fairy tale creatures. Spoilers. Beowulf might be in this book. And I think that's really interesting that we're breaking out from other things. Uh, I honestly hope this Beowulf? book is an ongoing. Yes. Is Grendel going to be in this book then? Spoilers.
0: Oh, okay. I'm not caught up. So...
1: Cannot cannot confirm and or deny any of that stuff. <laughs> Except for Beowulf might be in it.
0: <laughs> well, devil you know, but, right? Uh, of course. Uh, I think you're right. Like now that this has been per, uh not produced promoted to an ongoing, it, it is very exciting. Uh, I'm still obviously catching up on it. Um, is a book that you guys introduced me to. Uh, Alex, actually, I'm not sure if Gary, you weren't reading this initially, right? You read, you caught up with us for that. Yeah,
2: and then I dropped it. Jesus Christ,
0: drop everything I left I and could, right. I couldn't. I couldn't the I couldn't,
2: new Marvin, but yet, but
0: yet. This guy here cannot drop Superman, a book he complains about every week it comes out.
2: Hey, man, this is I have a commitment (laughs) until I die, okay? It's like Batman's
0: crowns. You know, I'm never going to believe that you actually have a commitment to the Man of Steel until you get his family crest tattooed on your chest. Just like in Smallville.
2: It's going to be on the side of my body, bro. Not even Mm. tattooed. I need it.
0: I need it. What do they call it? Branded. Branded
2: into your chest. Into
0: your chest.
1: And we get to do the branding. <laughs> I'll brand it on my ass.
2: Oh no! Don't. <laughs> Whoa! Oh. Hey, man,
0: Garrett. How much money would it take you to brand that on your chest?
2: How big? How big are we talking?
0: Uh, we won't go super. I mean, you'd rather it be like a normal size, so it doesn't look weird, right? If I put a small one on you, is that going to be worse? Somebody's gonna be I mean, look looking at Jess and be like, what the fuck is that? And do you remember like,
2: yeah. do you remember like uh, Superboy from the New Fifty Two when his was like barcoded onto his arm? Yeah. Like that would be okay. Like that size. Like softball size.
0: Softball size. How much money?
2: <sighs> 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 I mean <sighs> I don't know. See, this is like the office when Andy's offering up a point system and then they get it done in like three hours. Um, I would say it's like a thousand bucks.
0: Thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. If anybody who is financially stable is listening to this podcast, you go to Wednesdaycomics.com. There's a donate button on the website. You donate a thousand dollars and I will take Garrett to get that branded on him and record it for you guys to watch. (laughs) And that is that. This is not not a joke. This is not a bit. (laughs) This is uh, a real request. I'm putting out there. One thousand dollars. You know what? Get you know get ten of your friends together. I'll put in a hundred to see this. Uh, But just go ahead and get that in. Make sure to leave a note and say this is for the branding. I'll understand. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, we'll get it going. So, uh, Seven Secrets number two, Tom Taylor, Danelle, uh, Danielle, uh, Daniel De- no- Uh After a deadly attack on the Order, their youngest member, Casper, must step forward to keep the world safe from the seven secrets with the power to destroy it. But surviving the trials doesn't mean just becoming the next holder of a great secret. It also carries dangers that will change Casper's life in unimaginable ways. Garrett, what do we think here? Uh, seven Secrets...
2: Uh, I I really enjoyed the first issue. Um, You know, it was kind of fun seeing this huge secret that they're trying to protect um, and how this kind of cult basically is holding on to the biggest secrets of civilization. So um, I'm also excited that hopefully we get to find out what those secrets are. Uh, But we'll find out uh, starting here in issue two, I would hope.
0: There you go. Seven Secrets Boom Studios uh Garrett, how much money to get the Seven Secrets logo branded on you? <laughs> <I'm
2: just kidding. laughs> a million dollars.
0: I <laughs> don't um, uh, have
2: a commitment to Seven Secrets.
0: I don't think any of the three of us have any tattoos, is that correct?
2: Correct. Oh, I have a Zippo.
0: If you were to get a super uh we'll say comic, comic related tattoo, Garrett, obviously it's something Superman related, am I right? Yep.
2: Yeah, I already got it planned out.
0: It, is it going to be that barcode?
2: No. So, um it's going to be that same size. I'm going to put it on my right uh, bicep, upper bicep, like on the outside.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and then on the top in Kryptonian to be my dad's side of the family and the bottom in Kryptonian to be my mom's side of the family, and then there'd be enough room around the crest to put my immediate like my future family's names around the crest in Kryptonian.
0: Hey. That's the nerdiest thing I've ever heard in my whole fucking life.
2: (laughs) What can I say except you're welcome. It's Um, it's uh, fucking great.
0: uh, Alex, did you like, uh, worry for a second when he's like, I want want to put on my right and he was kind of pausing and you're like, right, what, what is going to be on (laughs) it? Well,
2: I mean like the biceps (laughs) anterior, the triceps posterior. No, I know, but you you took
0: a second. I didn't know if it's going to be, you know, gluteus maximus or calf.
2: That's like, that's legs.
1: What, brachioradialis would be your arms?
2: No, I know that. That's what I just said. I'm like, oh. w- hey. but that's still not, like, high enough up. So, Alex, Dude, what do you do? Get it get it
1: on the chest.
2: Gosh.
1: Or do you it on the it on back. The... You like that my... cape so much, put it on your back.
2: Put it on my kneecap.
0: Alex, I got one for you. <laughs> yeah. Raphael, his, um, what do you call it, bandana? His, what do you call that, a mask, I guess? Uh, yeah. Get a tattoo in your face so you always have that on.
1: So, like, <laughs> so I'm always mad <laughs> punching people in the face. Uh, I think if I was going to get one, it probably would be a TMNT one. Uh, but I don't know if I could pick between just one. I mean, I all four of them are amazing in their own way. I would probably just have to get one of each.
0: You know, in the, yeah, in the car, knees, two
2: elbows. It. It'd probably
1: just be on one, like two on each arm.
0: Alex, I got it for you. You remember in the uh, original cartoon series, how they all just like blast out of the sewer and there's that kind of yeah. like light. And have the sewer be where your belly button is and have the light and they're all <laughs> shooting up off your chest like that. Um I, I say that's a winner. I mean I'm not a, I'm not an expert in tattoos or art even, uh, but I think it's a winner. So
1: that you know that's pretty good. That's I I won't do that. I don't really want a tattoo on my stomach. Uh
0: for me, uh I don't love anything long enough to uh, to decide any of that there are things that i do love but the love goes in and out and so uh, uh in terms of i mean because every once in a while like i'm obsessed with green lantern for like four months and then i'm a s- obsessed with like something else for, like two months I, it, so it doesn't stick around long enough after four months i'd be like why the fuck did i get this so there's nothing that's consistent that i consistently love in order like love enough to get tattooed on me I'm sure there here's, is. Here's, but...
1: here's what, Marvin, you should get. You get the uh, a green lantern power ring on one of your fingers. So that you Ooh. always have that nice little tie-in to be like, okay, I love this character. Not all the time, but I love this character. or I love this idea. Uh, on your chest, get the flash symbol, or actually get his ring on your other finger. Boom.
0: Actually, Done. you know what I will get, and we'll talk about it again. But that panel of Captain America I sent you, I'm going to get that face on you. <laughs>
1: Don't, why would you waste your money on that?
0: I'm going to put it, though. I'm going to put it on my chest so that when I take off my shirt all the time, people will see it and it'll be like him smiling. Like, hello. Uh, care, don't do you don't take
2: your shirt off that often, Marvin. So that'll be. That's what I'm
0: saying. That's what I'm saying. The only, He's coming out The only out
1: person's like, life you're going to ruin is your wife's.
0: Sorry. Hey, and you at the pool, too? A doctor, maybe? Who knows? Sir, we gotta, this guy's having a heart attack. we got to crack this chest open. And they see him Captain America. American. They're like, fuck it, let him die.
2: That's America's chest. <laughs> I just imagine I have to get down cracking
1: you open now that face looks like jigsaw.
0: I think I snitch it back together and that looks fucking worse. Uh, hilarious. Alex, what's going to be your pick this week?
1: Sorry. Uh, big girls number two. I love number one. Can't wait to see what this next issue has in store for us. Big Girls
0: number two. Garrett, what do we think?
2: I'm going to go Detective 1027. Uh, Not only will it be a fun milestone issue, but the caliber of creators on that book. uh, There's going to be some great stories in there, and I can't wait.
0: So I'm I'm actually stuck between two books for like the first time ever on this show. Usually I have a good pick uh, already ready to go. And um, I was thinking Stillwater. But I'm actually, for once, really excited for Batman ninety nine, so I'm going to pick Batman ninety nine. So, um, the last issue, as Alex had uh, I mentioned during our talk about 98, was fantastic. I think it really, <clears throat> it really elevated this storyline to a place where I'm lo- really looking forward to seeing how the rest of it goes. So. Batman 99, obviously 100, like we talked about, is going to be uh, a big issue for them. I hope it's a big issue story-wise and not just a celebration issue, a milestone issue where they put random stuff in it. I hope it really is a lot to do with the story. You know, if anything, you know, give 40 pages to the main story. You can put some back, of some there to fill it up, but at least make the main story double-sized or something like that. Um, Alex, I'm going to have to ask you, the weather outside, uh, a little hot today. I mean, not hot, but hotter than it's been. Uh, a little cold. A little cold, and then you know, last two days it's been kind of warm. Uh, how's the trend looking? We're gonna go back down to the cold, staying hot. What do we got?
1: Well, you know, it's gonna be one of those nice little roller coasters. It's gonna get warm, then it's gonna get chilly, then it's gonna get warm. Uh, <laughs> we're getting into that fall season, so you never know what you're gonna get. Half the time you get rain for like seven days, the leaves are gonna start turning, it's gonna get beautiful. Uh, if you want to go out and get that nice hot cup of pumpkin flavored coffee uh enjoy it wherever you go to get your coffee or make it at home do what you're gonna do uh you know what you should do crack open a window or if you got a porch go sit on the porch put on a sweatshirt have that cup of coffee enjoy the sunrise this morning at 5:30 in the morning it's still dark you wait till 6:30. that sun's coming up just a little bit it's beautiful enjoy it if you can or if you're like most people sleep in enjoy your life this guy not so much
0: uh alex you're just quoting the song that i used a couple weeks ago right all the leaves are brown and sky is gray
1: i wish i could actually think that far back and be like yes that's what i'm gonna do implement that into your next show
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's kind of what you did so um we're just looking at the forecast you're right a little roller coaster you know a little chilly today hot tamale and so we're gonna be getting that and the forecast looks like uh dipping down on friday coming back up uh Obviously, uh, this is you know where we live. You know, around the world, everything's going you know lopsided. So uh, hey, where your weather is, you know, results may vary. But uh, for us, at least, <clears throat> it's fine. You know what? Actually, I find very strange when usually there's like a huge fire in either Canada or the West Coast. We really do like smell it over here. I haven't really smelt it. Um, the fires going on currently in the West Coast, so. Uh, I think that must mean, Alex, as a a spectator, not a meteorologist, I didn't go to school for this, but uh, I'm assuming the winds aren't really going uh, eastward. Uh, Maybe we got a northerly wind pushing it down or uh, maybe a west wind, Uh, but the winds aren't coming this way, which tells me that we really don't have any kind of storm system in our way, so we should see it be uh, pretty gentle for at least the next couple uh, days, so. Correct. <clears> there <throat> uh, we go. The comics coming out, like I said, nine thirteen. excuse me nine fifteen and nine sixteen. Uh, go ahead and pick up those comics. You know where I go to get my comics? RaymoComicsAndCards It's the definitive place for all things comics. Uh, they also got other stuff there too. Game bo- uh, board games. Uh, you know, pop figures. If you want some pop figures, uh, some uh, baseball cards, football cards. Football's back. You know, you want to get a card. Somebody's going to break big. You think by the time of the end of the season, go get that card. Uh, it turns out. You know, Jags are 1-0. Get uh, uh Minshew. Maybe you want to go get a Minshew card? You know, get it before he breaks big. I'm just saying. The man's got a headband. I think I'm going to go. Uh, you know, I decided today, Alex. And Garrett, you can no. listen. Um, I decided today I put a headband on today. Because my hair's getting kind of long. I haven't had a haircut for like two months. Um, prior to that, I did get a haircut. But when I asked her for the haircut at the time, uh, I did not want to go super short. So I kind of kept it long. Uh, not, you know, not crazy, but... Uh, enough so that it was comfortable out of my eyes. And so since I had that old style now, um, I don't think you guys know this cause we all, we all have been seeing each other virtually. Uh, but like one side of my hair is longer than the other in the front. So the bangs kind of like curved down and, uh, it's been in my eyes. So I got to wear headbands. I've been headbanding enough. I think I'm going to be- become a headband guy. I think that's what, <laughs> what I'm going to do.
2: <laughs> I to go do some Hi. street fighting. <laughs>
1: I, I I I know much like your uh, your not fetish isn't the right word, your affinity for sticking with something. I don't think that's gonna last very long. Ah, wait, well at least got three and months,
0: and then it's gonna be winter. And I'm gonna become a you know a, 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 a beanie kind of guy. What do they call those? <laughs> Stocking caps? No, there's still another word for it. I'll look it up and see uh so as i mentioned at the beginning of the show this week we have uh, our book club book instead of our normal reviews uh gary what's the book club called
2: wednesday comics league of extraordinary gentle people proudly presents
0: uh new avengers breakouts brian michael bendis and david finch we read volume one of the new avengers so uh just some context to how we get to this issue um and if you don't, if you think you consider this spoilers, cause you've been wanting to get to Benes's Avenger run, uh, it literally is not the first thing that happens in his run. It is definitely, uh, a, a part, like a new part, like a, a basically, a, what would you call it? It definitely is not the beginning of his whole story, but it is the beginning of a new story. And so what happened basically is the Avengers disassembled, you know, Thor, uh, adios, uh, bye-bye. Uh, um and uh <laughs> wanda was uh kind of mind controlled uh by dr doom uh and she caused some havoc uh one of the things being and also vision was kind of under control he kind of broke out of it at the last second and warned of the avengers uh that dr doom and wanda were coming and wanda decided the best thing to do about that was break him in half and so adios um and some other things happened but basically the avengers have been disassembled at this point and when we started this issue, there are no Avengers. Well, there are uh, Luke Cage, uh, Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock, yes, Matt. <laughs> For the reason I saw Mike in my head from last week. <laughs> Matt Murdock, Luke Cage, uh, and uh, Jessica Drew and uh, uh, Foggy are uh, Foggy, yeah, yeah, um, are going to Rikers and Rikers. No, yes, Blackgate. The no. raft. The raft. Jesus Christ. So many fucking <laughs> oh my jails. God, you're
2: What's my head's like swimming. Up. <laughs> they
0: go to the raft. There's a bunch of super villains stuck there. And as they go, their Electro has a breakout, uh, hence the title, and breaks out a bunch of villains. Uh, we learn later on that it was specifically to break out one villain, but that's how their story starts. The This group comes together. Spider-Man sees it happening in the distance. He goes towards it. And Captain also saw it and came towards it. Iron Man saw it, it came towards it. <clears throat> and so they all worked together to take care of these super villains that came out. Uh, and that's where our story starts. So um, just before we, and, and, and throughout this issue, throughout this uh, uh, trade, you see the uh, startings, the buddings of a new Avengers, whether it be officially being asked to be part of this, or uh, you see another character at the end kind of join um, out of, once again, because. Iron Man and Tony, Iron Man and Tony, Iron Man and Captain were talking about how the first Avengers were brought together by Fate, and it seems like Fate has also plans for new Avengers, and so that's what's happening in this issue, or to this trade. Um, before we get to actual spoilers, uh, Alex, just overall, what were your uh, thoughts in the book?
1: So, no spoilers. I would say the first two issues I loved, loved, loved. I thought they were really well written. Uh, The art was fantastic. There was even parts where I gritted my teeth, uh, either in pain or just can't believe this was happening. Uh, And then we got into issue three, maybe even issue four, and it it kind of fell apart. It kind of beat its head against the wall. I, it makes me want to keep reading to see if it gets better or, and a part of it is I'm not, I, there's art things that bothered me. There were a number of things that bothered me. There was just. It felt like a blockbuster when it started, and when I got to the end of it, I was waiting for it to be done, and so it didn't it didn't nail the ending for me, it didn't make me feel happy after reading, I was like, oh really, this is all there was to this?
2: Um, for me, I'm kind of in the same boat with Alex, like the first four issues I thought were really strong, um, I think the setting that change i guess that takes place between issue four and five is where it kind of uh lost me as well Uh, i think this story had a really cool premise to start out and then when they changed not changed but when they moved on to the next story beat i was like oh but i felt like you guys could have explored uh the beginning of this so much more um and also in issue five a uh, certain character comes into the mix. And there, I swear to God, that issue took me like an hour to read because it was so much exposition on why that character happens to be at the same place as the Avengers. <laughs> and I was like beating my head into the wall.
1: So... Well, then, so I feel like that character that I got introduced, he got muted a lot. Like, he talked all the time. But he wasn't as strong as what he normally would be.
2: Just yeah. as a character. So, like, I think it's a fun... Like, I, like that was some good Bendis writing. Like... I mean, when it started out, I was like, "Oh, this is so cool! Some heroes that aren't normally like Avengers get to work together, and you know, there's this big threat." And then kind of lost me when it got a little too detailed in uh, when it got a little too yeah, it got too explainy. It got like Scott Snyder explaining <laughs> to me, and I was like, "Oof." Um, <clears throat> uh, I, I did have. sorry, I had one other complaint.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's one specific character who no disrespect to anybody, was a whiny bitch most of the time. And I'll wait until we get into spoilers, but I just, I couldn't handle listening to his dialogue.
0: It was horrible. Um, uh, Does he wear booties? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I just wanted to say, so <clears throat> my, my, my impression of it is not so much different than what you guys are saying i do think that david finch works well in big kind of blockbuster scenes and when he really gets down to kind of nuances or character moments he kind of fails at him uh mainly because his character work isn't really that strong he's really good about setting up action scenes i mean those first two issues are probably the greatest example of that and he does flash pages great and does kind of like the big moments great but when you really get down to like two characters talking it looks awkward uh, hence the joke that we've been saying the whole time. Uh, I'll tell you in spoilers. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing with Bendis is, and so Bendis is also great about those big moments. I feel like there's, Bendis, especially in his Avengers run, uh, whether it be prior to this or post this, um, is definitely good about setting the seeds for future stories and setting big plots. Uh, and I, I always felt like, I'm not sure about anybody else, but I always felt like, Um, Bennis events, uh, at least around that time, this was like 2005 I think or 6, were uh, great. I actually did like him because they kind of were big blockbusters, but he's really good with dialogue, or for the most part. Some people don't like his dialogue, but but yeah, I think that part of it, he is weak on uh, what Garrett was saying. When he needs to kind of force a situation to happen, he kind of does it in a way that's like an exposition dump. But when he's allowed to kind of let it come out during time, the payoff actually works. Uh, And so, like, if you know what comes on, what happens, uh, what, three, two years after this uh, in Bennis's run, uh, there are seeds that you notice, like, in the first issue uh, of it happening. And so it's kind of cool seeing that, going back and seeing the seeds for that. Um, But... I guess what I'm trying to say is this. Like, it definitely is, like, the first couple issues are like, okay, so, like, that's why people love Bennis. And then the last two, maybe not the third one, but the last two are definitely being like, okay, well, that's why some people don't like him. Like, it really is kind of a book where you can kind of see both sides. So, um, I'm with you guys, though. I think it's a fun read, but definitely not something that you kind of want to, like, it's definitely not one, especially out of all the books we put made for this book club. It definitely is the outlier. Uh, definitely. And I knew that going into it. Like I told you, I wanted a dumb action book. I felt like, you know, we didn't get a, a blockbuster summer at all. And I was kind of looking for like, you know, what's a book we could take a little break on and like just read and not have to think about too much. And when we get into spoilers, there's not much to say about this book like we usually do when we break down one of these book club books. It's mostly about the plot. It's also about, you know, some scenes that happen. And uh, as Alex stated, some uh, uh, characters who maybe uh, aren't really done the best. Um, which is weird be uh well, we'll say that for spoilers. Um But overall I think it's like if you wanted something that's light, if you love the Avengers movies, if you want something that's like, hey, I I don't want to see super I just want to see superhero stuff, then I definitely think it is a place you should start. But if you definitely aren't looking for something to be like, I want to see what comics can do that no other medium can do, it's not it. Like it definitely is Bennis liking that um What's the word I'm looking for? Definitely liking the way that movies are set up and it's kind of done like a movie. It's not really kind of a, uh, uh, it doesn't really use the comic medium to its fullest ability. I don't think so. Um, and you know what? I knew that going in, uh, you guys were a little bit more blinded to it. Uh, just because (coughs) I read the new Avengers run. And so I kind of know, uh, what to expect from this. It definitely does. I'll say this though, Alex, to your point, it definitely does get better. Uh, I think because later on you have artists like Leno Francis Yu you have people uh, like um, God who else was on that book
1: what I know and I know a lot of the tie in stuff you know you got Secret Invasion you got Civil War you got other things that, that stem out of this book and are you know major plot points that I at least get involved in uh, and like you said there's stronger artists there's other things that even after this happened um, you get the Dark Avengers which is exciting that's something that also yes, I believe yeah. Bendis wrote that makes me excited to read it uh, when you get to see what a bad set of Avengers would be. So I know there's good things to come out of it. It was just that I got into the, the action pack stuff was great. And maybe that's the problem that I had was that when you got into the nitty gritties, you got into the little conversation pieces between characters. I, I didn't, I hated that. It really kind of took me out of the book. And maybe a part of it is that this is 15 years now after Endgame or before Endgame came out. After the MCU took off and, you know, blew our minds with how many different movies you can come up with, um, it's hard to take a step back and read a book that may have helped set the stones for those movies to come out. Um, But it just, it it didn't, it didn't satisfy my excitement all the way through like I would have wanted.
0: Um, The others I was thinking of were Steve McNiven and Stuart Nimminim and Billy Tan. Billy Tan I'm not so hot on, but the other two are like, them and Lionel Francis, you were the reasons why. I I think it's better later on. Plus, I mean, they add more people later on to the book uh, that I think are more interesting than that team. Like, Captain and Tony kind of go away. Uh, And some other characters come in that are uh, lesser-used characters. And I think it actually kind of adds to the story. uh, Mainly because you kind of don't get... uh, There are two characters on this team that really aren't kind of like Avengers characters. So they weren't really at the time and Ben has put him on, a, on this team for one of the very first times. And, uh, and, and so by doing that, I feel like uh, those two characters, I will agree, uh, aren't probably written the best. At least how the, they're not the best. He's not the best to have written those characters, um, which is weird because and sp- we're going to get spoilers now everybody. So if you want to read it, you want to read it. If you don't, you don't. But let me just tell you something, which is kind of weird. Because Brian Michael Bendis wrote one of the best Spider-Man runs in Ultimate Spider-Man, and then he comes and writes a Spider-Man that thinks he has to joke every two seconds. Um, there's another, Oh,
2: he had a he had a pun for every. There's like everything
0: not one. On. There's not one word out of his mouth that's not a joke. This whole thing.
1: You know, the, so the the hard part for me. There's one thing that was immaculate, and it was done like the first seven pages uh, when Electro shows up. And whoever he's talking to goes, uh, you can wear your costume or not, whatever you want to do. And he goes, Costume, pulls his mask over, and he's ready to go. Uh super blown away. Loved it. Uh the the thar- the part that kinda got me like cringing was when Spider Man shows up to the raft and who throws Spider Man in? He gets who, who,
0: he gets taken in. Who chucks in. him back in? Um it's I forgot, I forget. Somebody's the yeah, their powers to like suck him back in there
1: yeah so anyway someone someone grabs him with their mind and throws him back into the big group of bad guys and when jigsaw i assumed it was jigsaw grabs spider-man's arm and spider-man makes a joke and jigsaw breaks his arm i was like okay uh one i gritted my teeth because i thought oh man i love spider-man and then when he kept talking up a storm and joking i was like yeah i'd break your arm too
2: (laughs) (laughs) see those first two the first two or three issues like were so cinematic and made me think of that storyline in like the Arrow TV show where you know Oliver Queen's locked up with a bunch of villains and this this volume is called Breakout um and you know the premise obviously is that all these uh supervillains get let out of the, the raft but just to cover that one person was actually the intended target to escape um But I thought the idea of like, oh, all these cool supervillains coming out and now we have this new team that's kind of forced to work together based on circumstance. Um, Not just because like they were like, oh, we're a team and we need to escort this like low life villain to set the story up. But no, like they actually came together organically. And I was like, wow, this is really great storytelling. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, what kind of broke it apart for me is the MacGuffin. Like there was a cliffhanger where. Uh, Kilgrave is looking at Luke Cage, and he's like, "I want you to kill all the Avengers that are here, and then I want you to kill yourself." And I was like, "Holy shit! Like this is Kilgrave! Like he's got to do it. That's that's how this works." And then the next page, it was like, or the next issue, it was like, "Guess what? You've been drugged, so your powers don't work on me that good." And I was like, "What? Lame. I thought it was a cop out."
1: I can't, but at least he beats the shit out of him. But so it wasn't like, uh, I'm not going to do it. And then just walks away. He goes, you're a fucker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say,
0: <clears throat> I did like the moment with Cap taking him off of him being like, hey. And Luke being like, hey, thanks for stopping me. Because he was kind of lost in rage. <clears throat> so I do think it leads a good moment. But I do also agree, Garrett, that it's like, why do you have a cliffhanger just to be like, oh, no, nope, didn't happen. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Um, I will say... Um, like I said, there there are seeds in, in this first arc, especially, like, that lead to future events. And I do believe that Bennis's events, whether it be um, uh, prior to this, uh, The Avengers Disassembled, or Secret Invasion, are good events. Um, and I think that's where he excels. And I think maybe that's why... And I think the, the one of the big things that he kind of stands on uh, is that when he can kind of be big and make changes uh it leads to good moments because he can do stuff that you know like especially like that killgrave moment that you're talking about like he obviously knows he can't he can't have anybody from the avengers actually get killed by killgrave or at least by luke cage's influence of it so you got to find a way to kind of like twist your expectations around and leave it as a cliffhanger it works sometimes it doesn't work but in, in events we're expected to have big moments and so he can pitch those and actually have them happen i feel like that's where he kind of excels, is like setting those expectations and making uh, things that actually can pay off. Uh, which, why I think in Ultimate Spider Man, why that's so great is because he is given free reign to be like, hey, do whatever you want. Like, this is yours to do it with. And it's basically him being allowed to play around with the universe as much as he wants to, which um, I think actually works. So, um, but as you guys stated, and I, th- I think I'm David Finch has good, good big moments but he's not good at characters he's not good at, at at just two people talking so the moment that i've been teasing uh the whole time is <laughs> there's a moment when captain is talking to uh jessica spider woman um about joining the uh new avengers <clears throat> and he uh goes she goes but nick is nick fury gonna like this and he goes i don't care what nick fury thinks and she said, you're rebuilding the mansion? He goes, no. And she goes, but we are going to get a cool clubhouse, though, right? And he kind of looks down. And then there's just a panel of him looking up like a fucking goof, like the biggest fucking goof in the whole <laughs> world. And, like, that's the way he reacted to tell her, yeah, we're going to get a cool mansion, bro. Um, and I was just like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Like, I, I can definitely tell the moment they're going to go for it. Like, he he wants them to smile and be like, eh, you don't know what we got. Like, we definitely, I mean, they definitely got it. Uh, Tony's uh, little penthouse to work out of and that's what like he's supposed to be excited for that moment but he just looks like a goof and there are a lot of moments where you look at somebody's face and you're like is that the same character like <laughs> this two things ago because like, when he puts on the captain mask his face is really thin and then when he takes it off all of a sudden he's this big bulky kind of uh, he kind of even looks like Guile from Street Fighter um, for some fucking reason <laughs> and uh-huh. it's kind of like that's not the same when you put on the mask all of a sudden you look thinner like how does that work of uh, anything, you should look uh, fatter with the mask on. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, really, I mean, I th- there's some moments later on in the Savage Land where the dinosaurs are attacking them. And it looks great, too. But a lot of the moments, especially there's a scene issue five, four, um, where they're captured, and it's a lot of dialogue. Um, and it does not look good. I don't think there's any panel in that whole exchange that looks good. It doesn't
2: look good, and Wolverine is boring as shit. <laughs> oh, I was, I was fine I was falling I was looking for Glob, and Glob was talking to Kylo Lacos, and then I was just chilling here, and then I fell asleep, and then I got hit, and then I woke up, and then yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm here why are you here? Well, remember I, cause I had, I had to find this guy that and I was just like, Oh, you're fucking kidding me. He said it like 12 times and he's like, yeah, I just woke up from a bender. Life's not going too well. And then like, here's a recap of what's going on in the X-Men in case you wanted to know, you know, I'm like, Holy fuck. That whole issue. I, it took forever to get through.
0: You know, what's funny and also, even, though,
1: even that whole page is, he's complaining about Jessica stabbing him with his own net or with his own claws. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, uh, you know what is funny is that um not funny, but uh it, it definitely is a, a a sign of the times. There's a lot of like superwoman and a uh, superwoman, Spider Woman is the only girl on this team, and there's a lot of sexist stuff that happens to her from Spider-Man, like one of their big characters, and you think that like the like there's some comments that he makes towards her about it, like how she looks, uh and it's just like really marvel today would not let spider-man say that stuff and so it's kind of oh, weird man. that he's like the pervy he's not even a teenager he's an adult here it's not even like would they morph him back to a teenager he's an adult he's a teacher uh the guy has a wife and he's like making these comments it's so it, it feels so weird to read back and read that um because there's no way that would fly in today's uh world um at least in in the marvel kind of uh uh setting um
2: okay wait before you change subject, speaking of that Like, in the issue, like, it's issue five, again, the worst issue ever, where they're all naked and being held up, and then, like, or maybe it's issue six, too, but, like, there's a big explosion that happens, and they get released. That panel, and they get released, like, Jessica, like, falls on Luke Cage butt-ass naked, and I, like, looked at it, and I was like, Jesus Christ, like, they're, like, they're, like, touching parts, like, what the fuck? Like, I was so shocked. <laughs> they definitely
0: got like, their clothes just... on fast. It, like, it
2: looks like she's, like, sitting on a, his shoulders.
0: <laughs> there's def- they definitely get their clothes on fast. Like, it's literally like a panel. It's not even like a panel where it kind of, like, goes away for a while. They're, there's a li- literally no moment between them. But all of a sudden, they're wearing clothes. And you're like,
1: I don't even f- know where the other clothes from. Yeah. Did the armor have it all? <laughs> <And> I was <laughs> going like, to say, was it, just, was it
0: just right below them? And was like, oh, fuck, here's their clothes right down here. Um, it, yeah, it really is. I mean. I don't know. I, I do. Like I said, I definitely know that it gets better and I definitely know that this one started strong. I forgot the any here's the here's the uh, a rule kind of for Avenger stories. If it's in the Savage Land, not going to be good. Um,
2: I hated it as soon as they went there. As soon as they went there, I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we go. Dinosaurs no. like that. I feel like I said this before in the podcast. I'm like, uh, I think it was uh, Superman when they went to uh, what is it called? Dinosaur Island. Mm hmm. I yeah, feel like that's yeah. the biggest cop-out in storytelling. They're just like, man, how do we progress the plot? Oh, I know! Dinosaurs! <laughs> like, no. No one wants that.
0: I definitely also do feel like, like I said, there are definitely seeds to future stories that I find most interesting. Um, I mean, the future stories. And to see them here, it kind of is like, oh. like I feel like seeing those seeds now, read, reading this now, and seeing that make it more interesting to see where it goes and see the little hints that he drops than actually just reading it straight up. So um, do you guys want to know the spoiler? Yeah. Uh, so obviously in issue one, somebody's talking to Jessica and she's been giving information to uh, uh, on S.H.I.E.L.D. And now she's going to be joining the Avengers. And she's talking to somebody and she's like, well, that's going to be more like the uh, that we only had to deal for S.H.I.E.L.D. The Avengers gonna be more money. <clears throat> and all that stuff. And we're like, oh, who's she talking to? Is she a bad guy? Like, what's going on here? And this is all leading to Secret Invasion because the Jessica Drew on this team is not Jessica Drew. It's a Skrull. Uh, and she's been a Skrull for a while. Like, as soon as she was she was brought on board to, like, infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D. And just by circumstance and fate, she kind of get is forced to be on the Avengers. So, like, there's a lot of the story is, like, how she... Tries to be a double agent, and then eventually they find out that she's not actually Jessica. And then when they find Jessica, she's been held captured by the scrolls for uh years and uh has uh, a lot of mental and physical damage done to her. And it's and then this new Spider Woman, which comes back, is actually about her trying to get over all that stuff. But this Jessica is not Jessica, no. so this
2: one's a scroll, yeah. Damn. So it's crazy. That's cool storytelling.
0: I know that's what I'm saying. Like, that is the cool knowing that when you're reading in that context, that like there's little stuff where she's trying to like, she doesn't, you can tell like during that scene, she doesn't want to be an Avenger. She's like, fuck. But she's like, I can't just be like, no, because Spider Woman would say yes, it'd blow my cover. And she obviously like, was, didn't want Matt or Luke Cage going to the raft. Like, she's like, well, I guess I got to show them this thing. Like, you can obviously tell there's things where she pushes back, and that's why she's pushing back because she has a mission and they're kind of fucking it up, but she has to, like, go with it. Otherwise, they might get suspicious. And then you see scenes like in that first issue, which is very brief. It's like two, three panels of her just being like, Yeah, I'll, like, and you can forget, like, you can easily forget that by the time you get issue five, that it's like, Oh, yeah, she did, was saying that shit. So, like, I should be suspicious of her. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, like, that re- when you read this in that kind of context that she's like, Well, she's not really her. Um, it is kind of weird. Like, for you said, Alex, when she stabs Wolverine in the neck, and he's, she's like, I had to. Self-defense. And then later on, you're like, really, though? Like, was it self-defense? <laughs> or are you trying to kill somebody here?
2: Yeah, I just woke up from a nap. <laughs> but yeah, you don't know, worry, been- <laughs> he had enough energy for a five- to six-page monologue, so... <laughs>
1: After he got stabbed in the throat, yeah, he, he t- still t- talks t- and he goes, oh, hang on, I'm still healing. Shut up, then. Let it heal. Uh, but, so the one thing that kind of bothered me was when they're on the Savage Lance, one, that whole scene is ridiculous. But Captain tells Wolverine, we're not killing anybody. And no offense, when you throw that mighty shield at someone's face, you've broken their jaw. And if you hit him right, you're going to kill him anyway. But, I, I don't. I understand Captain's got rules, and he even tells us in the book, he goes... You know, I haven't killed anyone since nineteen forty two, back in World War Two. One, I'm sure you've killed plenty of people when you were there, and since you've been unfrozen for ten years. I didn't I don't like the the putting the leash on Wolverine. His job is to kill people. That was what he was bred to do. And when you're telling him, Hey, hold it back, bro. You don't tell no animal to stop killing people. He just does it. <laughs>
2: You know which character I did really like though, um, and I think it's because he's not so freaking jokey the entire time. Is Iron Man, like Ooh. Tony Stark, Iron Man. Like I feel like, yes, I get it. He still has some puns and he still has some jokes, but he's way more like
0: he's more cocky than he's, quippy.
2: Yeah, he, he's more cocky and like he, but he's intelligent though too. It's not mm-hmm. like. Well, because I, because I own, he's not like Bruce Wayne arrogant, you know, or like, you know, because I own the entire bank or whatever. It's just like he explains how it is and the humor comes from his cockiness, but not from him being a douchebag.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that's the, if anything we were talking, I mean, Alex brought up the MCU. The, The worst thing that that MCU did was change that character. Uh, and I do think it works in the movies because of the uh, the actor, Rob Dunn Jr. I think it does a great job, but it definitely is not how that character used to be. But this is how he used to be, and I definitely find this character definitely more palatable than the new character, mainly because I think the joy of that Tony Stark comes from Rob Dunn Jr.'s mind, and when people try to write him, they don't know how to do it. Like, there's no way they can recreate that, so it just comes off kind of like Spider-Man in this comic, where it's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, I... like. Spider Man, you're a smart dude. Like I said, the dude's an adult. He's a teacher. He's a husband, and yet he's still making jokes like he's in high school. And I just don't understand. Um, and which may, actually might make more sense why Ben is writing him as a kid is better. So uh,
1: I got I two questions. Yeah, if would Spider Man Spider Sense know that Spider Woman was a scroll? Uh, only, if she's only, in,
2: only if it is in going to like put him
1: in threat. danger. Yeah. Okay. okay. And they so she do explain that. Him, so there's no reason for it to go they off. They
0: do explain that in secret invasion. I forget why. Um, God, what was
1: it? And secondly, wouldn't Wolverine be able to smell that she's not. No, running? no. See, they but do I explain she doesn't know that. what she smells like anyway.
0: Oh, yeah, he doesn't know her. said that he said that. I didn't recognize your scent. That's why he
1: attacked her. Yeah, I didn't so recognize he, he who you he didn't were. know what she smelled
0: like. And then he yeah. said, uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever smelled you before. Um, so that's what I'm saying. There's, there are seeds like that where you're like, that's why he fucking didn't know who she was? And that's why she, like, literally, she is able to control his hand. Why didn't she just stop him? But she stabs him in the neck. Like, yes, she thought he was going to kill her, but, like, if you have enough power to turn Wolverine's hand back to him and stab him <clears throat> in the neck, you have enough power just to hold it there.
1: Um, yeah, didn't she like Venom taste him in the face and then stab him? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did too, I guess. I went, <laughs> now you're dead. Good. Good.
0: Um, hold on a second here. I got your information. Uh when they shape shift, do the insides stay the same? <laughs> Somebody asked. <laughs> um,
2: I would feel like no.
0: Pre-Secret uh, Secret Invasion is fairly easy to tell. Um, hmm. I'm not sure. It doesn't actually say anything about them smelling. Just as in Secret Invasion, which is true, Reader just makes a device so that way they can tell who's a scroll and not. Um, Yeah, so anyways, it was my pick. But honestly, five. (laughs) So.
2: You know, I'm going to sit there, too. I mean, (laughs) I really enjoyed the first two issues, and I think, like, there was so much there that they could have totally, like, taken that concept of the breakout and, like, expanded it, but they rushed so far into whoa, 42 villains escaped, but we're looking for one. And then the one we found <laughs> is the most boring fucking supervillain I've ever heard of. And, then and Alex, he's got this really complex backstory that nobody cares.
0: And then Alex gets mad because later on he says 44.
2: Okay, oh, yeah,
1: so that, I was going to say, I had two gripes. And uh, at the end of issue three, when we get to the penthouse, it says Stark Tower established 2004. Literally the start of issue four or five, whatever it is, Stark Tower established 2005. Okay, those are definitive years. It's not like there's an adjustment that may have happened. You're either built this year or you're not. It bothered the crap out of me. Same with the the whole first four issues. 42 villains got out, blah, 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 blah. Uh, then one other time. Yep, 44 of us got out. Okay, who the hell got out that they didn't know about that <clears throat> they did not pull up on that
0: screen? Um. So I had an explanation, but I also have probably the real reason. Uh, the person who they went to go find in the Savage Land, they didn't know about him until after the fact when they saw that he was missing in the file. So maybe him, but he also was talking to him. So it's kind of weird to say there are 44 people who escaped and be like, well, you're one of them. So, you know, but um, uh, no, there's 44. He said there's 44 villains that you helped escape. So it was weird in a weird way because I was also looking at that being like, what? But the real reason probably is is probably my also personal biggest gripe with Ben is that He he never remembers anything for continuity, Um, not even his own stuff. And so, like, before this with Avengers Disassemble, there was a big controversy uh, because there was a lot of characters, Thor, Spider-Man, that were part of that kind of story. Uh, And even so much in this, like, and he totally ignores whatever happened in their own books and just did his own thing. Uh, Not even to a point where it's like, hey, we're writing at the same time. Like, I can't. I I don't know what you're going to do. Like they were established things that happened and he kind of just like, yeah, I don't want to write about that though. Like that's not true for me. Um, And, uh, and he does it with his own books. Like he'll literally forget something that he said, or he'll literally write in a storyline and then forget to ever, to ever, ever come back to that story. Um, There's actually, it was a new Avengers or Avengers. And, And this Avengers run somewhere between all the titles that he writes. There's like a pretty big, cliffhanger and like a lot leading up to it that he never talks about ever again and so uh <laughs> it's 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 shit like that that like and i think a lot of that comes from i don't know like it's definitely more plot based than a lot of his work because i actually was thinking about this and when i so there was two reasons why i picked this book uh one being i kind of want a dumb blockbuster action thing which i think that f- this fulfills it is dumb. Uh, sometimes in a bad way, sometimes in a good way. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Sometimes you get, you know, you know, derpy uh, Captain America, and I make it makes me, makes me laugh for like five minutes. Um, but he also like another reason why I picked this is because I hadn't even said it to you guys was like I wanted you guys to see a Bendis when people are like, "Man, Bendis is good," which is true. I think like the first two issues is like that. That's when Bendis is good. Uh, but then I was like, when I was reading this, I was like, "Why the fuck did I?" And I picked like Daredevil or uh, ultimate spider-man i think we all read ultimate spider-man that's probably not that's probably uh,
2: so good <laughs> i don't get <laughs>
0: how like he... daredevil um or something that you know is universally acclaimed because this one here is hit miss depending who you are um but i think i really was more looking for like i said the dumb kind of like big book uh and this is definitely more that than daredevil um which also i wanted to mention De- david finch is also not good at drawing daredevil or matt Murdock. <laughs> So,
2: yeah, they look clunky.
0: Uh, especially when he was Daredevil, I was like, bro, how is that guy whipping around uh and he's so muscular. Like, I think part of what makes Daredevil like he's supposed to be like you know, like a like a, almost like he's part of a circus act and very thin like those kind of trapeze artists are not bulky. So, uh don't sure. draw him like that. Um <laughs> but I think that's a real reason, Alex. He just forget what he says. So he's like, oh, what is it? He, I don't think he ever asks, and I don't think his editors ever hold into it. He's never like, hey, what year did uh this tower? What what year did I make this again? And he uh, uh, he never asked that. He just goes, I think it was two thousand five. And he but literally,
1: it. my pet peeve is that they're one, they're literally twelve panels apart, bro. At the end of issue three into issue four, how can you? You're, I get people forget. I can forget what I ate for lunch today, but
0: and i and don't need
1: logistics i don't need to it need to always make sense do you eat mac put, juice? A, put a year put a year down
0: what do you give this book
1: i don't know five i mean more than five doesn't seem fair because the first two issues were great but i didn't care for it enough to go yeah this is amazing uh and i, I realize most of the time on the show all i've done is talk shit about bendis and if if marvin says the farther I read, the better it's going to get. I don't want to disbend this he- more than I have to, but this left a bad taste in my mouth.
0: They're also, also, when I say it gets better, they're moments. It's not like it's consistently good. Uh, they're definitely <laughs> a lot of good moments. Because <laughs> you will have a bad arc here, a bad issue here, but he definitely does win the moments. Um, because here's the I thing. Like how nice- I like how you put in the disclaimer so that when I read it, I'm not like I hate my Well, here's my the rich thing. Rich. The reason why <laughs> like I hated sentry for so long is cause he shoves you down his throat. Like there's so much sentry build up and like it kind of gets kind of old. Uh later on he becomes obsessed with the hood as a villain and the hood's like in like sixty issues of New Avengers. That, that's an exaggeration, probably more like twenty, but still it's like way See, too that's many.
1: what I, that's what I remember reading from you. It's yeah. like I had all these hood issues, and I'm like, what the fuck? Who gives a shit?
0: I, yeah, so it definitely does like venture, but I think just as an overall. And didn't he come back and try to write? Oh, he wrote Defenders with with Marquez, and it was fucking horrible. Oh, um, so bad. It was so bad. Uh, and which actually kind of reminds me of the last couple issues of this. Uh, I don't know, actually, I think Defenders was worse, obviously. Um, uh, uh, but I don't know. It, there definitely are good moments, and I think that's also why his events work out because there are series of moments. Uh, he's definitely good at doing those kind of things. I don't think he's ever really great, uh, besides Ultimate Spider-Man and Daredevil, like about the small moments. Uh, he definitely. Uh, you guys listening to the show right now won't hear this until SuperCon online, but we did a couple interviews recently. We definitely did talk about not forgetting to uh, remove the quiet moments and the moments that are character building. And I think Bennett just ignores all those, um, at least in this in this Avengers kind of run. It really is kind of like, hey, like Luke, Hidge, Luke Cage strong, he fights, Spider-Man funny, and, and really they don't deviate from those kind of characters at all.
2: You know what I was hoping for is during Wolverine's monologue, that Hulk would just bust in there, rip him a, in half at the waist and say, shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> but I will agree, Alex, it, kind of what you're saying, and based on my score, like, if I say five, I definitely could go lower. I definitely could be convinced of lower. Uh, I definitely cannot be convinced of higher. Um, but it those first two issues are so strong, I feel like a five is good. And that's mainly based on my optimism for how good the first two are. Uh, and somebody might like the last three better than I did. But And there are every once in a while good moments um, in those issues. Uh, not really that many to remember um but i heard there's was there once when i'd be like yeah that's a good panel that's a good thing. like that i think that when they're finding the dinosaurs there was like a good splash page uh and um i know anybody who listens right now is fucking sold on this book i would be uh but uh <laughs> <laughs> um
2: well it is interesting because like i think you know right around when we were starting this podcast like uh we had just gotten done reading like uh hickman's avengers and new avengers you know so like whatever was preceding that, which is probably Bendis's run. Um like that's pretty cool. I mean it's cool to see the start of these huge storylines that are gonna come out and yeah like Alex said shaped what took inspiration for like the MCU, but still that was a it was a great takeoff, but a horrible landing
0: first like arc. I will say just from memory, I'm not sure if this is actually true. I will say for memory that Mighty Avengers is worse than this. And Dark Avengers is excellent. So That's
2: um, also by Bendis?
0: Yeah, they both are. Okay. Um, actually, I think Mighty Avengers was him. Is it him? Yeah, I don't remember. I think it is him. And then he kind of like, he does drop it after a while. And he just does Dark and New Avengers. I don't remember. I think he definitely does start it, though. But I definitely remember not liking it at all. But Dark Avengers is really great, I think. Um, hmm. Most of uh, those characters the, are interesting, so...
1: So there's one thing that I enjoy when I read any uh, superheroes going to a jail, like when Rorschach says to the bad guys when he's in the jail cell and he goes, "Uh, I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. Uh, I want more of those things to happen. Like when I play Batman Arkham Asylum, that's all I'm thinking about. I'm not stuck here with you dudes. I'm going to kick the shit out of you. You're stuck with me. Uh, Obviously, Spider-Man didn't get that memo and got the shit kicked out of him. oh Bennis uh, I'm, I'm gonna give this to five I just want to say I think about it
0: Bennis does start mighty Avengers but then he leaves um let's see here looks like he leaves when does he leave he starts it and then Dan Slott takes it over
1: <laughs> who wrote the last? Like who wrote the last set of Mighty Avengers? That one had like Luke Cage, Al Tiger. Al Ewing wrote
0: those. Al yeah, Ewing? Oh, yeah. I've
1: got that one to read. <clears
0: Good. throat> that one I like too. I think actually you, you got the whole thing, Alex. But I think I got like the first issue. And I think that was good. um But like I said, uh, it, it, it it's okay. Like mm, I don't know. It
1: makes it makes me want to read other Avengers. It definitely fulfilled so what I wanted Hickman's. to do. Or to read this one. I mean, that's kind of... To finish
0: out. This reminded me of the kind of risk you take when those blockbusters came out in the theaters. It's like, is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Is it going to be dumb fun? Is it going to be, you know, actually interesting fun? And uh, we took the risk and we rolled the dice. And you know what? We got a little bit of both. So Um, I think we had a lot of good stuff out of this. Like I got certainly a great picture of Captain America. Going to be on my new background. (laughs) And uh, we got some good action in the first two issues. We got introduced to uh, Booty, uh, Spider-Man. And, uh, we, uh, got, uh, a Wolverine, like Garrett had said, uh, maybe, uh, the worst one you ever seen, so. (laughs) (laughs) He's definitely the
2: most talk, talk. he talks so much, and then I like how every, like, couple sentences he had to go, puh, like, I'm like, are you spitting?
0: He couldn't talk. He he got stabbed in his his, throat. Yeah, I guess he
2: got his place and throw it
0: okay okay um he's definitely the worst at what he does and what he does <laughs> is not That's good bad. at all so um <laughs> uh, um there you go there's that book you know what uh garrett did you uh, prepare your pick for the next one
2: fuck no i didn't because uh, I, I i was i forgot to ask who uh who's doing next and i was just thinking pretty
0: sure your, who did fatale you did fatale alex me yeah it's
1: it's me. so it's, so it's garrett, so. garrett now
0: you know what garrett yeah. save it uh you got until the uh supercon show uh, not SuperCon show. The week of SuperCon, we'll announce it then. Uh give you a couple weeks to think about it, but also uh, you can contact Garrett at Garrett2188 on Twitter if you like to give him a recommendation. Uh, but I'll give you a couple weeks to think about it. We don't have to announce so, it
2: right so away. So, what, what do we say the next couple weeks then?
0: Yeah, we'll, just post- we'll say it's coming up. We know the date. It happens every quarter. Yeah. We just don't know the book. So uh, well, honestly,
2: Okay, I'll try to come up with a good one.
0: Uh, well, if I not, mean, I mean, can it, come
2: up with one yeah, next yeah. week. That's fine. No, oh, I'll have one. I'll have
0: one. Man. I'm just saying you don't got to be rushed. Don't go out there and just pick whatever because you feel like you gotta. Uh don't uh, go out there and gonna
2: be gonna be uh my little pony, Bronies Unite volume <laughs> one.
0: I was gonna say don't just go out there and be like, you know hey. what?
1: I would I would read that just to be like, you know what, let's let's broaden our horizons. Uh see if we can shit on that as much
0: as we should. To be, on this book. To be fair to the brones, uh might be better than this what we read. Um <laughs> that's true. I mean, might actually laugh more. I it, it, did Bennett expect anybody to laugh at those Spider Man jokes? That's what I want to know. Did he actually think that was oh, funny? No. Any of them. I don't think I laughed at any of it. Um which was weird too, because sometimes the bubbles are like too close together and you kinda gotta do like a little uh look to see where the, the line goes to who's actually saying it. But I knew when Spider-Man was talking. I knew if it was something fucking dumb and it rolled my eyes, it was Spider-Man. So
1: well, it's just it was whining all the time. He's just like, Oh, I can't believe we're walking this far. Uh can I run in someone's back? And I just want Wolverine to turn around and stab him in the gut, going, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I mean, Wolverine we'll really talked too much in this book, but shut up.
0: Uh, which is funny because this is around the time when Spider-Man was at its best, so uh, it's hilarious. Mary, it's during that brain trust, remember I gave you a bunch of those comics, Alex. It's like yeah. some of the best Spider-Man, and then you go to and you're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?"
1: Uh, would, would this have been uh, like the Gauntlet time? Or uh, is this a little no, bit it's prior. like two years
0: prior. Okay, yeah. Well, don't wait. He gets his come up. It's in two years. He gets to shit beat out of him. So.
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) last thing i'll say on this though also when jarvis came in and he just looked like he was beat the fuck up he's like i guess i'm coming out of retirement i will say
0: the only thing that made me laugh spider-man related is that scene when he just pokes his head at the top of the panel and then you just never see him again he never says anything for some reason that made me laugh him just going (laughs) looking in and then leaving um you know what i think i just like faces Hit that, Captain America's face, you know. Uh it makes me laugh. So uh Wednesday Comics 605 at gmail.com. Go ahead and email us uh when you catch up with this book, let us know what you think. Uh you know what? You Consider your feedback in at any time. Doesn't mean just because we moved it up and you still are reading it, doesn't mean you gotta wait on that. So 605-215-1849, the phone number to leave your voicemail. Um uh, quicker and probably easier way, Wednesdaycomics.com, go ahead and click on the message button. You can leave a message there. Uh you can also find us on Twitter. At Wednesday Comics, at Garot2188, at Alex underscore, nope, Alex Pastrello, and at Marvin underscore Salguero. That's S-I-L-G-U-E-R-O, and Pastrello is P-R-O-S-T-R-O-L-L-O. Very good. uh, That is very good, especially on tonight, right? (laughs) Tonight, I I (laughs) fucked everything up. I didn't fuck that up. Uh, You can also go to WednesdayComics.com and subscribe to the show. Uh, I subscribe to the show on very different uh, platforms, but no matter what you want—Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts—whatever you want to do, it is on there. Uh, you can also go to the website, uh, WednesdayComics.com. Click on the link to go to the merch page, buy some merch. Uh, Where that, like I said, winter's coming, baby. Like Alex was saying, you know, maybe you gotta get get a nice long T-shirt. Right, a long T-shirt is good for the fall, and you know, on a hot day you roll up the sleeves, you know, on a cool day you roll them down. It's very versatile. Uh, you can work wherever you want to. Uh, also, when you're on there, like I mentioned before. Uh, it, by the way, like I said, don't be pressured. But if you are a billionaire and you want to fuck around with Garrett, there's a donate <laughs> button. You donate a thousand dollars, he gets a fucking branding. <laughs> I'll record the whole thing. Uh, and uh, it will be the best day of my life. So, uh, he already Remember, said he would do it. The thousand. I said the, softball the, by the, size. <laughs> by on the way, the thousand dollars goes to however much this thing costs? Which can't be that much. What, hundred, hundred fifty bucks? We could uh, just
1: go to a farmer and get a play for twenty bucks.
2: Yeah, hey, and our to get, friend, we gotta get a metal. I
0: was Superman gonna symbol. say, I was gonna say, let's just get a metal Superman symbol and I'll heat that shit up. We'll put it right in his chest. Okay, uh, no,
2: I will not let Marvin brand me. I, nah. I want a professional, professional brand Yeah. It could
0: brand get infected. Me. You're right. we got to go
2: professional. <laughs> Regardless,
0: uh, your skin is going to be burning. But the remaining the Marvin remaining amount.
1: And then he's like, oh, is I supposed to pull that off? The
0: right? remaining amount, whatever it is, will go directly to Garrett. So you don't got to worry. He'll go through some pain for some gain. So.
1: For his doctor bills. <laughs> and the fact that we just lost the third part of the show. It's just Marvin Alex just show Garrett just can't be stand just he, he had to break up with us.
2: You know why you're gonna lose
1: me to a burn? Ha I'm I'm burn, just saying you're burn. gonna burn us. But Ooh. screw you boys.
0: You know why he would leave though when he got that branding? Because it would inspire him so much and put so much he wouldn't realize the strength that he had until that happened that he would be on the streets <laughs> fighting crime. So uh we'll be I like sorry to
2: jump off a building.
0: Sorry, Garrett's not here, he's out there fighting <laughs> crime. Uh and well, uh, to be
2: fair, in our city, if I could leap a building in a single bound, it'd be easier than other cities. So
0: I don't know. There's that. There's that tall building uh, downtown, that uh, Quest building. Can you jump that?
2: Um, no no. But one that has like a low roof, maybe. But
0: what about the roof to the comic shop? RainbowComicsAndCards.com The <laughs> finished source for all things comics. You know, go there get I your might, comics. I might get stuck up. Board games, pop <laughs> figures. And Garrett jumps on the roof, so.
2: <laughs> Sometimes off it.
0: <laughs> I think I'm going to read my uh, son there. He's uh, really ambiguous. He's, You know what, actually, he's, he's at an age now where, you know, I mean, I didn't force anything on him that he didn't like to, like, I, when he watched cartoons, he watched what he wanted. He still does. Um, for instance, Peppa Pig. That was not my choice at all. Um, every once in a while, though, you, you know, you throw something on and he he's, like, oh, is interested in it, which recently is SpongeBob. But at least for the last year or two years, it's been superheroes. He likes superheroes. And so uh, uh, for Christmas or birthdays, he always wants some sort of superhero toy. And so I think I might bring him into uh, the old Rainbow Comics and Cards uh, actual brick and mortar. And they got all those pops. Maybe he haven't, they're not that expensive. Ten bucks. I'll, you know what? I'll take it.
2: They uh, have so many. And they have some of like the really big ones, too.
0: The only thing about me bringing him in there, I think it would be like overload for his a little brain. of being like, holy shit, how many of these are there? And I think he might try to convince me to give him three of them or two of them. And I'll be like, no, nah, bro, one. <laughs> and you know what he always does? He'll always get a toy, bring it home, play with it, probably like an hour. And then be like, fuck, I wanted that old toy. So he'll be like, hey, I wanted that old toy. And i be like, dude, you really, you literally picked this up. <laughs> there was no force. And you brought it home, you be playing with it. Like, you can't just return shit. That's not how stores work. So, uh, unless it's broken. Uh, and even if it's broken, good chance. Uh, so he goes
1: back and rips the hat off. <laughs> it's broken.
0: Is that all? you oh, your definitive source for all things Swamp Thing. Uh, like I said, uh, I actually I think that's public knowledge now. So if you go to uh, Supercon.com or go to Supercon's uh, Instagram or Facebook page or Twitter page, you can see announcements there about who we interviewed. Uh, those interviews are in the can. Uh, they will be coming out part of Supercon Online 2020, the first weekend in October, the 3rd and the 4th. Is that it? Yep. Um. Uh, you will see those interviews. They are video interviews. Uh, we do them with Rob Guillory. We do them with Ron Mars. We do them with a uh, friend of the show, Phil Hester. He's been on the show before. Uh, the live show. You probably didn't hear him on this show because we did it live in person. But that one's recorded for you. And then also uh, Phil and uh, Ryan Cody uh, got together. and We did a family tree panel. Uh, which was very great. So if you want to learn more about Family Tree, which we've talked about a lot on this show, which actually was exciting for us because we really enjoy that book. And so it's good to kind of talk about that book. Rob Guillory's uh, Farmhand, uh, 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 Alex and Garrett Love. And it was good uh, to talk about that book and Rob's uh, kind of Chew process from working on Chew, how he's involved with the new one, and how, like, he works. And actually very inspiring to hear how he kind of keeps on with his work and keep uh kind of uh what do we call it organized i guess uh motivated or,
2: organization throughout the madness. yeah, yeah so, Staying motivated
0: uh it actually was when he was saying that i was like yeah that is right like bro you just need to be doing it for a little bit and then you get into it but anyways you hear more about that supercon online 2020 uh i do know once again it is all for charity so i do know there's some sort of cost for the online con but it all goes to charity uh it's going to be... They, an- uh,
2: they announced it's free, actually. Oh. Um. So the con is free. But, yeah, obviously donations are welcome because all donations will go to charity.
0: You know what, though? I'm charging. Five bucks. You get on there, you give them $5 at least. Minimum. And it's free. Yeah. You can walk in, but... Yeah, you- I
2: mean, there's a lot of great content and, like, you're definitely... Hey, I
0: paid five bucks for have. our interviews alone. So, um, they were fantastic. If you want to learn more about Farmhand... Uh, and Garrett trying to get some spoilers out of, of Rob Guillory. Go ahead and listen to that. Uh, and yeah. Rob saying, "What the fuck, dude? You can't you can get this info out of me." Um, <laughs> he didn't say that actually, um, but he uh, might as well have said it. Um, <laughs> if you want to hear,
2: <laughs> hey, I tried, everybody, I tried.
0: If you want to hear uh, Phil Hester uh, and us talk about um, his work, uh, why Swamp Thing uh, tends to not work out. Uh, speaking of, that's what I'm saying. Speaking of Swamp Thing, rootsofswampthing.com. Phil Hester is a big Swamp Thing kind of guy, and we do talk about for a while, like. To do that, it's kind of like uh, does a lot of break checks, right? DC always tries to push them, and then how do you else? Let's let's go back to the drawing board. So, we talk about that for a while. We talk a lot bit, obviously, family tree and the family tree one, and then Ron Mars uh, just was announced for Endless Winter, uh, the DC event. We talk a lot about that, uh, with Ron and get some insight into that. Once again, also, you know, we try to get some spoilers out for you guys and you know, try to you know get enough. I think we got some good insight into it. I'm not sure how much of that is public, uh, how much we let them. Talk about it, but I do think the creative behind it and where him and Andy Lanning, the uh, people writing uh, *Endless Winter* for DC, uh, where their mind kind of was and where it's kind of their process. I think it actually is a l- very interesting information. And uh, uh, like Garrett said, a lot of good things coming out of SuperCon. Those aren't even like I feel like we got some great guests. And looking at the full list, there's a million great guests coming on that on that uh, convention. It's it's a pretty impressive list. For a pretty small con, and I don't say small in a condescending way. It definitely is something very local, and definitely put on you know out of the goodness of everybody's heart. It's for charity. Uh, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of you know uh, uh, manpower and hours to get like going. Let alone to pivot to an online thing. You know, you work towards a physical in person con, and then have to pivot at the last second and make it online and make it all work. So I know I've been impressed with working with SuperCon. Uh, on doing these. I thought it was very professional, very organized and uh, the least we could do was uh, chat up some of these people and get some good information. So uh, supercon.com supercon.com. Go there and uh, like Garrett said, look what is going to be coming up and uh, subscribe to their social medias and uh, get ready for some good stuff. What were you (laughs) going to say Garrett? What? I thought you were going to say something.
2: Oh no, I just laughed at what you said.
0: Like I said, Good if you want to hear Rob tell Garrett, quit asking me questions about Farmhand that are spoilers. Go ahead and listen to this interview. No, he doesn't say um, that. And you find it funny, though, like one of your questions, he was like, nah, I can't tell you that. Uh, I was like, yeah, that was, that's the first one. I don't think we. But that's
2: because I was guessing some things right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And you, like I said, you can go ahead. Right now it's on a hiatus. So this is going to be still a spoiler when it comes out. Uh, you listen to that interview and look at it. Look at his face when Garrett asked that question. I'm pretty sure Garrett was on the nose or on the target. What do you call it? Bullseye. And so uh, Rob got a little scared that maybe Garrett was hacked into his computer and read all his stories. So You uh, <laughs> <laughs> read all the stories. You know what? Fantastic show. I think I like the, the looseness of this episode. Uh, I definitely was uh, um, all over the place. So Like I mentioned, uh, my sleep schedule in the last 24 hours has been insane. Uh, but that's kind of how we like it, baby. You know, you're all over the place sometimes and it helps you keep on track. You know, you go left, you go right, you go straight. That's all a track. So, uh, you know, uh, Alex, what do they call those speed bullet trains, bullet trains, um, (laughs) I'm like a bullet train baby. You know, you might not be able to see it so well. Like my, I wasn't able to, uh, um, say stuff correctly. Uh, but I'm going fast, baby. The whole thing. (laughs) I'll take you to New York, to LA, Five minutes. That's how fast I go.
1: I'm, a, I'm afraid for when you uh, have to stop and you hit a train. Hit something well, else. that's going to happen
0: after I put this show out. I'm definitely going to crash. So uh, it, it definitely is, like I said, New York to L.A., five minutes. If you get in the way of that train, you will be killed. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know how I stop. I guess I just, you know, you have to kind of slow down gradually. But the thing that happens with me is that whoever built me did not understand that. And so literally... One mile before I'm supposed to stop, they just hit the brakes, and I'm pretty sure I'm fucked. So, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) for Wednesday, Alex, I've been Marvin. (laughs) I've
1: been Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone. Stay safe and keep turning those pages.